All right, it's footy and frothies. Barney's looking disgusted. <laughs> uh, Daggy and Barney with you. That song takes forever to get going. It seemed like a good idea at the time, but here we are. I don't know why I didn't expect it, to be honest. Yeah, disappointed <laughs> in you, actually. Surprised you didn't have it queued up for me. Anyway, it's footy and frothies. What's going on? No, not a great deal, mate. <clears throat> it's good to see you with a bit of a sparkle in no, your eye. No. <laughs> a bit of energy and enthusiasm oh. in, the, in the delivery. It's good. Life's worth living again, everyone. <laughs> no, it's not that bad. Uh, yeah, Tigers won, everyone. Yay. Uh, How was the weekend? Yeah, pretty quiet. Obviously, a um, lot, lot of things going on in the background, but um, got to watch it. The first half, well, probably the first half of the footy on the weekend was quite, quite entertaining and quite good. We saw a few... Um, Average games towards the back end of the weekend, but um, yeah, it's a good weekend of footy. Yeah, no, there's, uh, we learn a bit, I think. Uh, let's run through news and then we'll talk about it. Sure. Uh, well, there isn't much. So I guess the Vegas speculation's growing that uh, I guess Manly and South are the favourites for to kick off next year in Vegas with mm. two other teams, probably be two of the top, whoever they might be, end up being Eastern Brisbane or something. But anyway, that's... What well, looks like they I was reading today, Volandi's heading over there with Abdo to see what he can make happen. Yeah, right. Uh, Get those connections going. And see what happens <laughs> Get there. Get some cash flowing. Till, till anything happens, well, there's not much point. It's a good idea. Like, whatever, yeah, what else are we going to say is. about it? Absolutely. Uh, it just needs to be a continued thing. Like, well, they went over there 30 years ago and haven't yeah. <laughs> been back once since, I think. Exactly. So if they're going to do it, they may as well try and continue to do it, um, whether it's yearly or bi-yearly. But, yeah, something they need to Continue uh, with. Uh, judiciary news. Brett Naden, three weeks for his high shot. Simply three weeks for his crusher. Nanai, four weeks for his hip drop. Uh, the only judiciary news, apart from a bunch of fines. AJ Brimson, injury-wise, is out again. Don't know how long just yet. Yeah, the other uh, hamstring. Yeah, so that's Maybe he might have him. a trip with the he US. He might be on the US as well. <laughs> the Maybe cards. just wait till next year and get it all in one. Uh, Jake Turbo's out with a calf injury this week, uh, and they reckon for Manly as well, Schuster and Parker, about three or four weeks. Okay. So uh, we'll, um, whatever that means. I suspect the jungle drums might start beating sooner rather than later, potential swap Schuster for Talau. Yes, I've already heard that. So, yes. uh, yeah, anyway. Um, <laughs> Ray Stone will miss this week with a concussion. He was uh, he wanted to keep going. He couldn't he believe he wasn't allowed to just keep tackling old Ray. Uh, Tom Chester ACL, which is no good. Mm. Uh, Max King apparently six weeks, but uh, he's playing this week. And Braden Burns six weeks for some sort of CL. Yeah, <laughs> one of one of the CLs. One of the CLs. Yeah, um, it's pretty impressive the chase he put on, considering you could see on he was leg. already on one leg oh, no. and he managed to he get there and almost saved up the, the try. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. The judiciary news—they're all pretty bad, really. I thought um, they probably all got what they what they deserved. They none of those were um, particularly good. Crusher was pretty horrible the way um, you know lost his feet and there was a lot of pressure on the back of the neck and then the hip drop and the um, the Naden shoulder charge. I think they all pretty much that deserved a, deserved the whack. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I suppose it puts Nano. I don't know if Nano would have been picked for Origin, but um, yeah, it probably rules him out of the first one at him least. Out there, so. Yeah. Uh, we'll see how that all pans out. Oh, Hamlin Yuelli, who had a good game, actually. He was mm. pretty good. Uh, MCL, so he's out for a month. Yeah, that hurts. Just when he was getting a bit of momentum. He was starting to come uh, good. Momorowski's yeah. out with a shoulder injury. That's a whirlwind look through all goings on and out and about. Um, have you got anything to talk about? Not particularly, no. Wow, this is exciting. <laughs> Riveting stuff uh, early on, but we may as well get into it. It was this round that, um, look back on round nine, it was around, I thought, these next two games we're going to talk about. You see teams early in the year, they sort of, 
you get to about now and teams, mm. they start to bend and start to wear and then eventually teams break and I think we saw Cowboys and Newcastle break. I don't, yeah. I don't think they'll bounce back from, um, from this. Especially. The Cowboys. Uh, the Knights might continue their sort of up and down where they, they have a, a, a decent game every, every now and then. But, yeah, the, um, the Cowboys for me are looking pretty much done and dusted now. Yeah, and, and I think the... We saw both in, in both these games they just fell apart, and, I, and when you compound the injuries on top of it, uh, long year for both of them now, I believe. Newcastle might get some cavalry back, but I mean they got their biggest their biggest leader back, and well, well mm. how did that turn out? Anyway, forty four to six is what we'll kick off with with this Cowboys game. Yep. Uh, what did the stats say first, Brian? Seven tries to one, six out of seven conversions played, one out of one for the Cowboys, two out of two penalty attempts for Cronulla. 39 out of 47 sets, played 27 out of 34. 606 plus running metres and 178 plus post-contact metres for the Sharks. Really dominated the middle in this game. Um, seven line breaks to two, 38 tackle bust to 13. It's probably the best de- defensive yeah. performance from the Sharks all year. Not that there was a whole heap thrown at them. Um, eight offloads to 11, two force dropouts by Cronulla. Zero 40-20s. 306 tackles played 351. Two ruck infringements from both teams. Zero inside the 10s. Two penalties conceded to eight. Ten errors to nine. Two sim bins for the Cowboys. Braley made 42 tackles. Robson with 46. Talakai with 201 running metres. And Drinkwater with 174. Uh, Nico Hines with 126 supercoach points. Ronaldo with 97. And then you had two other Sharks players before you got down to Dearden for the Cowboys on 76. Yeah, if you're going to... Well, get out of the way early. If you're going to make any shining star out of the... Cowboys definitely did and was oh, yeah, it, absolutely. Uh, set up the one try. Only one that seemed to consistently um, have a go. For the tried, <laughs> tried, up, the tried hard enough. The rest of them. Well, I, I thought that um, I, I did say that I heading this. I thought the the spark from the Sharks outside back was going to be the difference against what happened, against, and it was. But mm. it's not like the rest of the field was much better. No, they um, the Sharks did roll through the middle as well, and they just looked at a million times fitter than the Cowboys in this game. Um, they were on top from the kickoff, really. Their first hit up from Ueli yeah. took took a couple of bikes about ten meters with him when um, after first contact. So, um, and then you know they they did score in the first minute with Talakai, and then they just continued to break open the the Cowboys more than the condom packets at the Olympic Village <laughs> over night time. <laughs> and just like that, like a lot of those performances, I'd imagine there was um, it was up tempo, it was physical, and it was. Um, a glorious display of skill and athleticism. <laughs> <laughs> nah, well, the Cowboys haven't had many answers for anybody this year, um, whether it be in the attack or defence, and they look completely lost in this game. Uh, the only answer they did have was Dearden, as you mentioned, with his running game. Broke open a couple of tackles and um, set up a try. But, yeah, apart from that, uh, and uh, oh, the, the palm from Felt was pretty glorious. It was yeah. one of the, the highlights of the weekend, <laughs> the way he just threw Mulatalo back of 10 metres and went and <laughs> walked over for a try. Um, Tanoa Brown was probably the Cowboys' best forward and he came off the bench. Um, I thought he was pretty good for his 30-odd minutes that he played. Um, McLean was decent and the wingers were okay. Um, Drinkwater did a couple of nice things, but again, he, he just sort of gets lost in the in the wash of the game, realistically. He only really has a couple of good touches and that's about it. Robson was much better than, or Dearden and Robson were much better than any other cowboy that were on the field. Yeah. Robson in defence again and Dearden in attack. Um, most of the shark side was pretty good, I thought. Um, there wasn't really anyone out there that, that wasn't good. McGuinness and Nakora were decent. 
Hunt and Williams really did a good job off the bench. I thought Roy Sun's probably one of his better games, and Jack Williams was really good off the bench for the Sharks. Um, but the, the left-hand side was the difference. Like, that left-hand side, when you throw in Teague Wilton out there with Hines, Moylan, Talakai and Mulatalo, they just ripped open that left-hand side in, uh, yeah. or the well, right-hand side well, of the defence of the Cowboys. Because we've wrapped um, South's, South's execution this year, mm-hmm. uh, and I've wrapped Melbourne's about a month ago, and it's fallen off a cliff since then at <laughs> times. But um, they might have the best, the, the crispest backline execution mm. in the competition, the Sharks, at their best. Well, they do uh, seem, the way they they seem to settle, um, set themselves up a little bit deeper than most teams, yeah, and they and really they just, hit, hit that ball and they pace. go quicker, yeah. yeah. They're quick, and then it gives you the option either that they keep going and um, Kennedy chimes in and just adds an extra body, or one of the second rounds cuts back against Play the green and, um, or, yeah. and changes direction. And they Generally, those second rounds hit the hole so well, they walk over untouched. Like, they're very, very impressive execution. Yeah, um, absolutely. As I mentioned, Wilton, Talakai were dangerous. Um, Ramian had a bit of a quiet game, which was unusual for him, but... Um, Braley, for me, is really really stamping himself as one of the top hookers in the game. His service is always good, and he's really starting to, as well as the defensive work he's, he does, he's really starting to get out and start yeah. to test the um, test the He's quite sharp. He's probably sides quicker of the than well. we've realised today. Yeah, and he's um, he's been one of their big performers for the last few weeks, and Nico's just everywhere. Like, he took almost every kick that they had, uh, 19 tackles, didn't miss one. And just a constant threat on both sides of the field. Like, he just pops up everywhere. He doesn't stay in the one place. He just yeah. constantly, like his ADHD kid, just <laughs> running around, just wants the ball and wants to get involved every time that the, the ball's moving for the Sharks. And, yeah, he was definitely the difference. He, the, the top player in this game. I had him, again, man of the match. But Is there much else to talk about in this game? No. Cowboys play like shit. Sharks was said in the brilliant. right direction. Yeah, he so was. Nico Wilton. Um, Nico three... Teague Wilton for two. Okay. Just, he's on the back of his work. He crashed over for a try as well, and um, does you know he's really good in defence, as well as that ball running that you said, uh, the flat line that he does, and then it was either Talakai or Dean for mine. Uh, I really like Talakai's work Talakai. with his. I, I had Talakai for two. Some nice touches. Uh, and to honorary put. mention Hamlin Uele, 160 metres mm. um, in his yeah. time on the field was, was very good. Um, just on Nico, uh, like I can't believe there is a debate about it now. A few weeks on, but the the throughout the debate over Nico playing six, like obviously you should. Mm, yeah, yeah. But if you're absolutely. like, if you're serious about, and I'm not, I don't want to upset Panthers fans. I'm not in any way suggesting Nathan Cleary should be dropped. But if you're serious about, how do I say, if you'd been living on the moon for ten years, mm. and you in Barney, you got in your space capsule and you float, and you were dropped into yeah. the ocean, and they came and picked you out of the ocean. And the first they said was, "Here's every game this year." Mm. Uh, don't you anything else and say go and pick the New South Wales team. Probably aren't Nick you picking Nico at seven and Walker at six? Probably and, yeah, or Reynolds maybe Reynolds at seven and Nico, Nico at six. six. But it's Walker and it's Walker and Nico are your heart. Realistically, if you want to, if you're worried about just putting them On under form. the pump consistently yeah. every time you have the ball, those two are the ones that create but the most say, problems. He he, and at five eight, he's probably got a roving commission there. Play he that can, little he can bit play both sides. Well. He's quicker yeah. than Luai. Like, it's just a no-brain. Got a better kicking game, um, better defensively, faster. Uh, but, like, if you're serious, if not serious, because I understand and no issue with them <laughs> picking Cleary, but the argument can be made he should be the seven, let alone mm. not in the team. Um, and if you're coming from the moon, I suppose, realistically, you're looking at, um, you go through and you look at Haas and Haas and RCG would have been your props and 
uh, and probably Clemmer, yeah, Frizzell, like there's blokes that won't get a Guernsey. Get yeah, yeah, absolutely. That, uh, in red hot form. Campbell Graham is first picked. Um, Gutho's, you know, in a discussion for fullback. But Teague anyway. Wilton probably doesn't get a sniff and he's been one of the better back rowers going around. Yeah, absolutely. So, part of the um, look, I, I, I'm starting to get a feeling common sense will prevail there and Nico at least, if not, he'll be 14. I think I think they'll go with the easy option, to be honest. Or name him 18. Which just is to get name him 14. And then worry about Have Luai yeah. at six for the first game and then if it so doesn't work, they do what... And do what Freddie do does what and make do. four changes yeah. going into game two and, and probably and belt someone and then lose yeah. the third game. Yeah. <laughs> oh, aren't, Queen, aren't Queen, Queensland just morals this year? Like, I don't know how Queensland are going to get beat. Uh, like, the halves, our halves are out of form. Teddy's a step slower. And the Queensland forwards, Fodawaker's career best form if they pick him. Uh, for for feeders, like they'll pick for feeder mm-hmm. instead of Nana. He's on fire. Tino. Tino. Tino Papa Lee. Um, DCE yeah. is on fire. And Munster's. Untouchable at his best, so anyway, worry about that in a few weeks' time. <laughs> the, the next uh, end of <laughs> the next uh, heartache was 43 to 12 Parramatta over Newcastle. Again, a tricky game to I'll do the stats, but it's a tricky game to analyze because the Newcastle middle didn't actually get off the bus, nah. it was non existent. Yeah, this, it was for big parts of this game. Anyway. Seven tries to two, seven out of seven conversions, played two out of two, and one out of one field goal attempt for Parramatta. Last 10 seconds, <laughs> rub the salt into the wounds, why not? Uh, 29 out of 43 sets, played 25 out of 39, 612 running metres more for Parramatta. 13 line breaks to three, 61 tackle busts to 46. Like the, yeah, Defence was not an option in this game. 16 offloads to 17, a forced dropout from both teams, 0-40-20s. 325 tackles played 348. One ruck infringement to three, two inside the tens to zero, three penalties conceded to two. Parramatta made 16 errors, Newcastle made 13. Hopgood with 45 tackles, Fitzgibbon with 39, Makatoa with 194 running metres, and Marzu with 204. Moses 147 supercoach points, Gutherson 113, Hopgood with 109, Brown with 109, and then Gay Guy with 85. <laughs> yeah, the reputation that if you're ahead by 20, Moses will get you ahead by 40 was absolutely on show here. But he, there was... A lot of it off the back of Gutherson, though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it could have been more. He actually, if he'd pass the ball on a couple of occasions there, young Mitch, they'd probably, they'd probably get close to 60, to be honest. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, the Newcastle mid, like Kurt Mann through the uh, Phoenix Crossland and Pongo all defending in the front line at the same time was just absolute cakewalk for this Parramatta team. Uh, Hopgood made the most of it. He it was brilliant. Um, yeah. was outstanding. I hope they keep sticking with him 80 minutes because this week they've got Madison back on the bench now uh, and Andrew Davies starting. That's a weird one. <laughs> which I assume, but then I, anyway. it scares me that the minutes then come off Hopgood, which yeah. I, is bizarre and that's why I haven't touched they him. They put back Madison back in yet. the middle. Yeah. Unless they play him as a, in the middle as a prop. Maybe they do that. Well, they shift him to an edge and bring Madison bring into Madison the, middle. the middle. That's what I mean, yeah. play um, Maddo as a, in the middle. Um, yeah. yeah, anyway, what, what else do you take from this game? Um, that was dominant display, wasn't it? Despite 16 errors and 46 missed tackles, like that, those stats get you beaten by most teams in yep. the comp. Seriously, um, first 10 minutes looked like there might be a competitive game that would break out, and then the next half an hour just well and truly confirmed that this was not going to be a competitive game. Um, on the back of some individual efforts from the try from Moses with some some nice footwork and um, two dummy half barge overs from like they those first three tries for Parramatta should not have been scored. No, like if your defence is up and on your own on your own line, you should not be letting in those type no. of tries. And um, yeah, this is basically how the rest of the game 
went it was alarming how easy they scored those tries from five ten you know five meters out or yeah. two meters out and just dived over with sort of two blokes standing there looking at them going what the hell just happened <laughs> like it was, I don't get it um they yeah, obviously as you said they targeted man and ponga in the defensive line and they got very good results on the back of that um they were handily dominated in the middle of the field. As you said, their forwards just did not show up and they just got steamrolled through the middle of the field. Um, apart from that, there was... Um, and they they did have a few periods of attack where they did have a bit of ball, but they didn't look like really cracking no. Parramatta at all, um, apart from the sort of the bounce of the ball and um, yeah, a lucky penalty, they, they, I think, to get them in I the position. I think they're all conscious but. of not getting Miller and Ponga caught together together but, but then it, i think they, they went, need to work together but then but they ran away from each other it was, it was weird because they yeah. i don't understand why they're not working together yeah um apart from the fact that maybe the, they're concerned that they don't want one of the one or both of them to straighten up too much and you know take the width out of their attack because one of them obviously needs to straighten up with the other player playing the sweet play but yeah i don't know why they're not trying to work together you know maybe they want to punch on on the training <laughs> like a few other people but, um, there, yeah, Newcastle on the back foot of the entirety of the game and just never, ever got on the front foot. Um, Fitzgibbon and Gagai were clearly their best players. Um, yeah. There's a couple of others you could mention. Frizzell and Best were pretty good. Um, limited opportunities for their Best back five. Best is actually probably like the best he has in attack in a couple of years. Yeah, he's looking a lot looks stronger running he's the ball. He's happy to take the line mm. on, yeah. And, um, and you could probably say Saifidi was okay um, <laughs> out of the forwards, but... There wasn't much else to take out of that. Um, I was really wrapped with the two blokes coming off the bench, the two front rowers from Parramatta. Yep. Offa Hickey Ogden and um, Mahisi Makatoa were fantastic. They um, did a whole heap of work, and Makatoa would have gone close to being the best forward on the ground in his 35, 40-minute performance that he put in there. Their, their pack was all good. Paulo, actually, you probably can't take it away from Paulo and Hopgood. They were they were fantastic. They were standouts in the middle of the field. Penasini was good again, another one who's looked much better recently over the last probably three weeks with the ball in hand. He's yeah. got some deficiencies in defence, but he's looked a lot better with his um, with the ball in hand. And the halves were brilliant. Like they were head and shoulders above the, their opposition. Yeah. And you chuck Gutherson in the back, who was in a bit of a mood and looked like he was out to score some tries in this game and <laughs> took a few um, you know individual options when he could have done others and got points out of them. So yeah. What do you say? Um, um, as I said, I wasn't. Hadn't, hadn't been scared. I was scared of them losing RCG, but I haven't <laughs> thought Parramatta's been playing that badly. And I think mm. uh, they have a pretty cosy draw now for the next six or eight weeks. Uh, that they should be close to top five. I was looking at ladder predictor earlier. Um, realistically, they can be fifth or sixth. Ladder predictors cracked it out early this year. Yeah. Well, yeah. now I've got a bit more of a, a bit more especially clarity. going in and around Origins. Probably you've, you've yeah, not a bad idea. And I'm also just to see when Tigers get out of 17th as well. Because um, they will. I'll tell you how they will. Uh, Keep playing like that, they will. But, um, yeah, realistically, they can... They can Penner have a tough draw coming up. Um, they need troops back. They can be four or five again, Para. Uh, and I think if they can get there, get Campbell Gillard back, um, they'll be pretty happy with themselves. So, um, But like I said, what, what do you, when teams get... The, the two ways I look at when teams get gapped is either... You just forget all the form. You just go, okay, there's a shit night for one team. Yeah, one team yeah, played yeah. really well yeah. and it doesn't really count. Or you say, or you just get, you know, my faithful big black texter out. Um, I'm more inclined to, this next game I'm more inclined to forgive than these two teams. Yeah, yeah, I think absolutely. these are, these are, um, yeah. This was definitely a dominant side against a, a much weaker side. 
And um, whereas you could, you could probably make a few arguments in the next game. But yeah, um, what do we do? What what, what do they do with Ponga? Eleven missed tackles. Yeah. Ten. He made ten missed eleven. To be honest, I don't know. They looked a lot better. And they were like I've spent a bit of time this year at under sevens footy training for a young fella, <laughs> and he was tackling like someone who he didn't want to get his head anywhere. No, near he, the tackle. it was like yeah. it was the basics of tackling that he was doing wrong, and it's like like you see kids when they go go for the legs and they try and. Yeah, do yeah, this. It was yeah. like watching them. No, he's trying to keep his head as far away from contact when, you know, your next as possible. It might be a last, but I there's a couple of times he bent his back and um, and he's still getting bounced off. Um, yeah. I don't know if that's a commitment thing, just not going in hard enough, or I think what they, it is. Um, but there was a lot of times he was trying to grab jerseys as well as blokes ran past him. I don't, I don't see how this they can keep him five eight beyond the next. Doesn't month. make a lot of sense. No. Uh, whether you, I don't know whether Miller works at six, whether you try and get him in the centres, whether you. Just I don't know if he's a much better defensive option to be honest. Maybe than he's just a fourteen. Mm. I don't know. I don't. I don't think he's a good tackler. So maybe they've got to just bring Gamble back and pick one of them. And then play the other as the fourteen. Yeah. And we know they'll pick because it was one on one. Yeah, Ponga will go back to one. Yeah. But and then play Lockie off the bench, and maybe in around dummy half he can do some tricky shit. Yeah. I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Fitzgibbon's having a good year, as you said. Yeah, absolutely. Other, right very point good this. Yeah. Uh, you're going to give Guthrie three points? Yeah, I was tossing up between him and Moses um, just because of Moses' kicking game. Yeah, but or they're three and two. I probably, yeah. Probably give it to Gutherson. He did sort of, he didn't have a lot of involvement at the back end of the game, which nah. is probably the reason I I did originally have Moses' three, but I'm happy to be swayed either way there. I don't care either. But that's so. the three of the two. Uh, uh, give it to Gutherson. Give Moses, Guth- two. Yeah, uh, I had. Um, Hopgood for one. Yeah, or Dylan Brown. Or Dylan Brown. But, yeah, probably Hopgood did a bit more work than Brown. <laughs> yeah. So we'll go We'll go with that. Uh, and like I said, I hope they, they stick with him playing 80 minutes and um, see how they go. Anyway. The, uh, he the seems event. much better when he does get more minutes in him. Yeah. Uh, he just works well into a game and he's just tough. And those last minutes still keeps going. 32-6. Uh, this is one I'm, I'm inclined to write off as an anomaly, you know. Until the wheels completely fall off, but um, <laughs> Souths are awesome, and yeah, what they the were red are? hot. Um, one try to six, no, zero out of one conversions for Brisbane, four out of six for Souths, uh, one out of one penalty attempt for Brisbane, thirty out of forty-one sets played, thirty-one out of forty-three, three hundred and three plus running meters and one hundred and forty-five plus post-contact meters for Souths, three line breaks to six, thirty-seven tackle busts from both sides, six offloads to three. One force dropout from Brisbane, 0-40-20s. 336 tackles played, 304. One ruck infringement to four. No inside the tens. Six penalties conceded from both teams. 14 errors to 13. A sin bin from both sides. Carrigan made 37 tackles. Murray with 42. Farnworth with 202 running metres. And Totola with 192. Graham with 132 supercoach points. Mitchell with 96. And then there was another player, I'm pretty sure it was Walker, before you got to Carrigan on 66. Yeah, Carrigan also, in addition to leading the tackle count, I think he made 180 metres as well. 179 metres is the only, he was the only forward. Great way to start the match from from, from South with Cam Murray having oh, a brain fade and yeah. just um, getting in the way of somewhere where he shouldn't have been and getting sent off for 10 minutes. Not, not the best way to start your day. It was about a minute in too, wasn't yeah. it? A minute and a half into the game, but... Um, that sort of set it up for the, the next 15, 20 minutes to be really competitive, probably even most of the first half, really. But um, to me, it just seemed like after about 20 minutes, South just seemed to ratchet up the tempo and the pressure, not by huge amounts, just a little bit by a little bit. Yep. And then 10 minutes into the second half, it was pretty much all over. South was sort of running roughshod over within the last half an hour of the game. 
Well, what they, what, he, what they did well is they kept Totola up their sleeve, fresh, mm-hmm. and kept Tommy off the field, and uh, unfortunately for my try scorings. But um, they that was when they really ratcheted up, when um, the Flegler and the other prop went off. Yeah. Um, they, they dominated the middle. CLA started, it came on as well. Um, Make a big difference, those boys off the and bench. Yeah, they were... Um, they just and after that they owned it. Um, yeah, Campbell Graham, outstanding, three tries. Oh um, mate, it's like the coaches were at training about three weeks ago, walking around going, "Who's that big fucking bloke out there that's pretty quick and's got a bit of footwork? <laughs> Maybe we should get him the ball a little no. bit more." Because what he scored eight tries in three weeks or something. Yeah, <laughs> they started to make a point. Probably coincides a little bit with Kulamatangi not being an option out there as well, so yeah. they go to him a little bit quicker than what they used to. But he's been absolutely well, tremendous the last three or four just, weeks. It's just so interesting. It's now their primary point of attack. And for three years, we've been calling for it. And now, oh, wow, there it is. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, Ilias Even the try he set up where he's run into yeah, the line yeah. and dropped the ball back for <laughs> the guy underneath to just yeah. stroll in and score. Like, he's, a, he's the smart footy player as well. Has been really good in defence and yeah. a big physical threat. Like, um, Yeah, fast football. Like, he is um, the dominant centre in the game at the moment. Uh, and should really be first pick for New South Wales when we're talking about. Yeah, it. fast footwork, hard to tackle, it's good palm, and a decent passing game as well. He's yeah. got it all at the moment. He's fly, absolutely flying. Um, who else do I want to talk about? Cody Walker was great again. Latrell was fantastic yeah. again. Yeah, um, Latrell was fantastic. He's, he's playing a lot more direct rather than sort of that float across the back and just keep yeah. going sideways. He's stepping back well, in and challenging the, the I, line. I wonder bit. if that it's obviously a result of conscious effort to play both sides of the field but mm. I wonder what came first there with him drifting left with Kurt with just as where they kept going or whether yeah. it sort of was a, it evolved naturally where they would drift left and that's so then they always played left um, or whether it's just Cody's preferred side I don't know but on both sides of the field he's um, They're probably yeah, a bit concerned with because um, it used to be Reynolds dominant side of the field I think they may have just been a bit concerned to start with, with Ilias yeah. with, um, with that change that happened but they were still pretty left side dominant even when Reynolds was there so it's um yeah interesting talking point um what do you do with Brisbane oh, I think they've come down a, a peg or two um it'd be interesting to see how they go over the next four or five weeks I think they've got a pretty tough draw the likes of Penrith Cronulla and the Roosters coming up I think over the next few weeks so um I think by origin time you'll see exactly where they're at um I've always thought they'd be closer to the bottom of the eight. Well, I had them out of the eight to begin with, but um, I think you'll see them slide a little bit over the next month or so, Okay. to be honest. Um, I don't think you're going to see them get smacked by anyone, but I think they're, they're going to they'll drop a few games yeah. and they'll they'll get pushed. And yeah. They've also got a nurse, so they've also got a nurse, Hass, Carrigan. Through Origin. Cobo. Yeah. Capewell. Flegler probably gets a bench spot. Walsh probably goes in the squad. Um, so you've got six blokes, you've got a six or seven Find blokes, you've got a replacements for you. Got a nurse through, so they really see they'd probably danger games. And they're missing two or three games as well because well. they're mad, but mm. um, but they missed the one before at least, and then mm. possibly the one after. So. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah, an ugly sort of period for Brisbane. Uh, I still think they they can make the top five or six. I, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm not doubting them just yet. No. Uh, I would, will get nervous. Um, if the gas tank does start flickering, <laughs> as it did last year, um, yeah. South, South, so South, I, I said like, start of the year they have realistic uh, minor premiership hopes. Mm. Um, 
and I think they win. I, I don't think see who beat them. Well, they're looking like one of the Unless best teams running around at the moment. Snaps his leg or something. Mm. Touch wood or um, sharks put or a lot Cam of points Murray on them or something, or something in one game. But uh, I can't see. Yeah, I can't see many teams beating. Just they're now the team that can ratchet up, as you said, and keep climbing and climbing, as Penrith, I guess, used to do. Yeah. Um, and Brisbane had been doing, but um, yeah, they can. When they get teams tied, they're just so dangerous and, and speed and pace and footwork. I think right um, Brisbane field. probably could have been beaten by a few more here, really. I think South may have left a couple of tries out on the field as well. Yeah. Just with a, a couple of um, balls being dropped on, at the back end of attacking plays and stuff like that. But um, I thought the bench was okay for Brisbane. Most of their forwards did their work, um, didn't have a lot of impact. Like they weren't busting tackles and setting up second phase play like they have been earlier in the year, but um, they definitely did their job. Capewell and Carrigan were their best best forwards again, um, which he mentioned pretty much week in and week out with his team, minus especially minus Haas. Um, Reynolds tried really hard, and um, but most of their outside backs seemed either uninterested or just outmuscled by their opposition, mm. like in the, the whole way across the back line, um, which is not a great sign. But um, you have your weeks off and your weeks on. Well, Katani's well, so. never been an amazing defensive centre. Mm-hmm. Um, you can put a hit on, but he's never mm-hmm. been a reliable yeah. tackler. But um, even ball in hand, they were getting sort of rocked a, a few times as well when they were trying to make their runs. And um, yeah. yeah, Souths were really, um, Souths went out of their way to try and dominate this Brisbane team all the way across the field. So, um, Yeah, and sent the message. Yeah. Uh, any else you want to touch on? Oh, there's a couple others. Um, for Brisbane, oh, I thought Walsh was pretty much uninterested for, for most of the game, realistically. Mm. About as interested as me watching a game at AFL. Um, Farnworth was really strong. He's probably been one of their best performers for the entirety of the season, realistically. He, um, he's now turning into a walker, uh, a worker with the ball. He's pushing close to 200 metres every week. He's doing the hard stuff as well as, um, you know, completing when he gets space in front of him. He's, he's pretty good with, you know, if he's put in position. So I thought he was one of his stronger, one of the stronger players for the Brisbane side. The Tyler Cook and Arrow were good. Murray worked very hard, apart from that. <laughs> the sin bin at the start would have been right up there again. Um, Ilias and Tass were decent. And you mentioned the other three, Walker, Trell and Graham. Absolutely owned this game for South. They were the best on the field, I thought. Yep. Uh, let's give Campbell three. Yep. Latrell two. Yep. Cody one. Exactly. Oh, great minds. <laughs> uh, you want to keep going? You want to break? Yeah, yeah, keep going. Uh, we got to Saturday afternoon, which kicked off uh, with a Golden Point game. Mm. Such a Saturday afternoon game, Canberra. It's always either this game or... Canberra should have just walked away with this game. Yeah. <laughs> but both teams were realistically as bad as each other at different times through the game. Yeah, 31-30 it was. Uh, what did the stats say? Yeah, five tries apiece, three out of five conversions for Canberra, five out of five for the Dolphins. One out of two field goal attempts for Canberra and two out of two penalty attempts. 38 out of 42 sets played 30, uh, 28 out of 37. 680-plus running metres and near on 300-plus... Post-contact metres for Canberra. Nine line breaks to six. 38 tackle busts paid 32. 24 offloads to two. Three force dropouts to zero. 328 tackles played 416. A ruck infringement from both teams. Inside the 10 against the Dolphins. Seven penalties conceded to four. Five errors to 12. Whitehead with 41 tackles. Jeremy Marshall King with 56. Sebastian Chris with 247 running metres. And Lemuelu with 147. Whiten with 120 supercoach points. Lemuelu with 109. And Chris with 90. I thought both teams played some decent footy. Um, but 
Yeah, mixed in with some absolute periods of both sides being about as enthusiastic as my four-year-old is eating vegetables, <laughs> getting in there and making tackles. <laughs> like they just... They wanted no part of it. There was no interest shown whatsoever. And they were actually downright against it at different points <laughs> at different points in this game. Um, there was like 10-minute periods where they just were, nah, fuck it, I'm not tackling. Well, yeah, I was Couldn't hard, be bothered. hard to um, I can let them run. Watching, even watching some mini back again to refresh my memory on this game. Um, it was hard to – like it's one of those games where it, you're not quite sure if it was good attacking play or just lazy defence, and I feel like it was there was the a latter. Lot, there was a lot of when lazy defence when you're moving, when they're just not sliding, and centers no. are just waulting over. Like Lemuelu yeah. made a couple of really good runs and broke some holes, um, but there was still even some lazy tackles in some of that. Um, yeah, yeah. There was yeah, there, there was dead set ten minute periods from both sides where they just did not want to make a tackle. They could not be bothered to just stand there and hope that the bloke trips over in front of yeah. them and they could fall on top of them. Um, yeah, some of some of the best attack I've seen from Canberra this year. I thought they were really slick, especially in that first half. There's some really nice ball movement. Um, blokes running really hard. Like that first try from Whiten where he just powered through the middle and um, scored under the post. Uh, some really nice ball movement from Fog uh, Fogarty and Whiten. They, they both had their passing game on, especially early in this game, to get the ball out wide to the likes of Chris and uh, Croker to score tries out there. Uh, Rapano as well. But Chris yeah. is a tricky one because... I, think, I guess they're waiting for Savage, but well, Savage he's, he's is now, back this week apparently. Oh, is named on the wing. He, he uh, well, there you go. I was about mm. to say because he's really grown into fullback. Probably the last coincides with winning last he's three, but positioning in really the last good. Yeah, month um, has been. He's, and obviously, when he hasn't spent a lot of time, it takes a while to get used to it. But I think he's been fantastic, mm. especially the last two weeks. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and he's got foot like we've always had a bit of a rap on him. We mm. just didn't, he's, he's almost a. He's one of the quickest blokes. Like Savage is quicker than him, but he's probably quicker than anybody else in the side apart he's, from he's, Savage. He's, he's almost an Avarillo like player. Like you don't quite mm. know where he fits. Um, but if fullback's his home call, like seems you know, to be. Yeah, his positioning for mine is better than Savage's, um, especially yeah. defensively. So yeah, that's probably why they're going to stick with that at the moment. Um, yeah, Savage probably offers a little bit more with the explosive running than Chris, but he's not that far away from what Savage has to offer. So, uh, and sort of same same for the Dolphins. Like we, end of the day, they were flattered a little bit by mm. the Canberra defence, but um, but there's also the some suspects, really amazing and, energy at times. Like yeah. when the teams got up and on a roll, they were really up and about yeah. and putting in heaps and heaps of effort. And then they just sort of drop away for 10 minutes. They're, yeah, and I think they're very, clearly a very motivated team because they're all happy, happy, to be, happy to be with each other, happy to celebrate um, and knuckle down with each other. But um, yeah, there's nothing we really blame on defence. It's just the last two weeks have been lazy and sloppy at times. Um, Aitken's had another great game. He was fantastic again. Jeez, um, he's strong, even though that Isn't was when you talk about lazy defence, you shouldn't run straight at three blokes and let them, and, and then, then still be able to push score. two of them off and uh, score. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. he did. Um, what else do I want to talk about? Nick Arima's been good again. Like I wouldn't be in a rush to be bringing Milford back. Uh, yeah, the, the forward battle was pretty good. Um, there was a lot of missed tackles though through the middle of the field from both teams, which is a bit unusual for both of these teams. They generally miss their tackles out a bit wider than through the middle, but yeah. um, I think there was a more of a um, an energy thing where they were just completely drained for energy, especially at the back end of the game. Both teams were, yeah, were cool. pretty exhausted. Um, what do you say? Uh, there was the bench from both sides had some pretty good impact, apart from poor young Donahue, who probably paid his way into um, meeting the Reggie's coach this week. Um, I think he <laughs> had about 
13 minutes. I played about, sorry, 30 minutes and did very little. Um, on the other hand, you look at someone like uh, Hawira Naira, who played 13 minutes, set up a try, had five runs for 70 metres or something, made 10 tackles in 15 minutes. He was added huge amounts off the bench in a, in a very short 13-minute um, stint. Uh, Jennings had a nightmare of a game. Said, like, he was only credited for two or three errors, I think. But to me, there was about half an hour there where it looked like every time he touched the ball, he dropped the fucking thing. <laughs> uh, three now is six errors. And half of the time, it went straight to the opposition as well. And I think there was a try or two um, directly off the ball being dropped straight to the opposition as well. Um, which is interesting because the two games before, he actually looked quite good. But, well, um, he bombed three tries last week, but yeah. Yeah, that's tr- yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, he tripped over and <laughs> sat there for a bit, yeah. didn't he? And then grounded one in touch. Yeah. Yeah. Probably inflating how good he's been <laughs> the previous two weeks there. Um, yeah, he had a nightmare game. You mentioned Aiken. I thought Nick Arimas was really yeah. good and he's been quite good with his running game. He, um, While he's not getting credited with the try assists and um, like getting super stats out of what he's doing, he's drawing in defence, he's making them make decisions and he's... His pace is that thing where he's getting on the outside yep. of defenders and he's opening up the holes out well, wider like for other like people. He looks like an out-and-out first grade half. Yeah, yeah he, definitely. Um, be- like very good at five. I wouldn't be yeah. rushing Milford back ahead of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, no, absolutely. Jeremy Marshall King and Gilbert both worked their ass off and uh, Lemuelu was their best player. Uh, best game he's ever had, I think. Uh, he was fantastic in the back row for them. Breaking tackles, whole heap of tackles, scored, scored a double um, and got them back into the game realistically. Um, in that, there was a, I think it was a 10-minute period. He scored both his tries and was busting holes on the edges yeah. and Canberra couldn't contain him. Um, as I mentioned, I thought both the halves were really good for, for Canberra. Um, Chris and Tomoka were the best of their back five. Uh, Papali'i and Young were, were great, and, but I thought also Young and Horsburgh were probably the best of their four. Well, Horsburgh is now... Um, and it'd been mentioned, but I think now he almost has to be picked for. He sort of floated in and out of games, but now he's just putting in yeah. 50, 60 minutes of oh, real he's outstanding. He was really good real physical game. footing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, hurts people. Gets mm-hmm. in effect. Like it seems like he'll love Origin. Yeah, <laughs> oh, <laughs> or <he'll> cry about <laughs> ten minutes into the game. I'm not sure, but he should love Origin. Um, he'll be given one if he comes in. He'll be, like you'd pick him before Nanai. Yeah, off be, the bench. I dare say he'd be playing sixteen or seventeen, and just be told to go out there and. Yeah, clean some people up. up. Yeah, annoy some. Try people. not take the head off and just belt blocks. Yeah, but um, and and deserves to say he has been outstanding all year. Really has, uh, and he's probably he probably missed the boat. But what, he's now a super coach um, tick as well. He's mm. doing consistently good scores, but uh, unfortunately, of all positions on the field, he's got some competition there. <laughs> how, you know, how do you sum this up? Is it um, two teams on par? And, yeah, pretty much. And I think. They're 10th playing 11th, and you chuck them in and go... This These are the guys that'll be fighting for the bottom of the yeah. eight. I and they'll imagine. play each other next time, and it'll be the other way around, and you go... I think it, it was the other way around, wasn't it? It was, yeah, it was, yeah. Round two or three yeah. or whatever it was. So they did. They beat them down at... Um, no, up there. Beat them up about there. two points or something. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I guess it is what it is. They, you don't really have to take too much more out of it. No, I'm pretty sure these... You're going to have to beat these guys to make the eight. Yeah, as... Realistically. As, we said at the start of the year, they are the <laughs> gatekeepers for the eight. Gatekeepers. I gave um, Lemuelu the three points. Okay. I, I thought he was tremendous, especially at the back back end of this game. Mm-hmm. Whiten with the two. Uh, I think most of the stuff he touched led to the, most of the points yeah. for, for Canberra. Then I either had Horsburgh or Jeremy Marshall King for the one. But 
give it to Hawesborough. Give it to Hawesborough. Honorary mention. You could Marshall chuck in King Fogarty and as well. In and Fogarty well. or Fogarty. Mm. Kick the winning field it? goal. Yeah. And, and After winning, not taking one. The, um, that baffled that was, the fuck out of me. There was, well, what, a uh, minute and a half to go. He's 10 metres out right yeah. in front, last tackle. And for a nothing play. <laughs> and then like puts for, up a short a, chip bomb. Yeah, for a nothing play. Thing that, <laughs> that gave the Dolphins a ball back. Like, yeah, that was weird. Obviously wasn't. And then um, Whitehead came over and he said, what the fuck are you doing, <laughs> mate? He's pointing at him, screaming. Like, yeah. you're right next to the post. We got you there. What are you doing? Didn't miss the next time he got down there, no. though. <laughs> Good on him. Um, the Raiders three in a row, so, hey, mm. luck to him. Yeah, considering how, like, they looked woeful in the first couple yeah, of games. Yeah, well, we penned them, hadn't we? So. <laughs> um, they're, they're probably back. As I said, these, there's now two gatekeepers to the eight instead of one. It's about, about right. Uh, the 5.30 game, 26 to 10, the Titans. Where was – well, we saw this last mm. week. They just couldn't defend the second half. Um, yes. And fought, uh, beat the Seagulls. And they did drop away as well at the back end of the game. They were there to be um, – <laughs> Well, I did think – uh, pushed over the top. The mm. And do your stats and then we'll talk. Yeah, absolutely. One try to five, one out of one conversions for Manly, two out of five for the Titans. Two out of two penalty attempts played one out of one. 34 out of 43 sets played 31 out of 41. 311 plus running metres for the Titans. Four line breaks to four. 21 tackle bust to 28. Eight offloads to seven. One force dropout from both teams. 40-20 from DCE. 335 tackles played 339. Four ruck infringements against the Titans. One inside the 10 against Manly. Six penalties conceded to eight. 11 errors from both teams and a sin bin for Manly. Uh, Jabojevic with 53 tackles. Randall with 49. Paseca with 182 running metres. And your man Mo with 200 running metres yep. again for is that three weeks in a row, I think. Yep. David Fafita with 114 supercoach points. Sammy with 69. One other Titans player before you got down to Hamoli Olakawatu on 66. Yeah, um, I thought when DC kicked the 40 20 and like next touch mm. put someone over untouched, I was like, here we go. DC's about to tune up the band and they'll be choking. But they, they didn't make as many errors as the week before, which it, was probably no. the, the telling no, but point. It was, it in was the back end. pretty clear from two minutes into this game, Morgan Harper was going to have his work cut out for him. Um, they <laughs> just decided you're going to be tackling everyone tonight. <laughs> and then um, Foran and Fafida and uh, anyone else within about 10 metres of those two. Ran straight at him for 100%. the rest of the game, and yeah. it just busted him open, and that was it. That was um, for he was quite good with ball in hand again, yeah. um, and that's the problem. Like his his defence was woeful. It was yeah. probably close to the worst on the field. So what do you do with a bloke who who is there? Well, he lets in three tries and scores one. What do you do? Yeah, <laughs> um, you wait for Brad Parker to come back and say yeah. thanks. Thanks, but um, <laughs> he, which might be too late by then. Uh, but mm. Fafita is now, that's every game, every year this week, he gets in, does, he's doing the hard work now, um, doing a hard yards through the middle, making tackles. I think he, did he lead the tackle? Yeah, offloads. Um, uh, it was probably their best consistent performance, realistically, for the year. Um, they were pretty controlled, ball in hand. You didn't see the the miracle balls being thrown around as much as you, you do, with the, which is a common thing with the Titans when they're on the attack. Um, yeah. They do like to try and throw a basketball pass or a flick out the back and... I didn't see that many of them in this game. There's still a few, but um, it was one of their best performances of the, the, the year, I thought, even though they did get a bit tired at the back end. Mainly weren't horrible, but they just seemed t- lethargic. Like, they seemed one or two steps behind for the entirety of the game. Nobody really with that burst of energy to get them on the front foot and get anything happening for them in attack. Um, but do they Jake, have, was, like Jake whacked a couple of blokes. They but had, they've had one game this year where they bashed the shit out of someone. 
the two games, but two yeah. games, and but th- that's how they are. Like mm. the rest of them, are, like they are just. You normally see Hamoli breaking a couple of tackles, or yeah. Saab, you know, running down the sideline, and, and he was close to the worst player of the weekend. Well, so he bombed, he, how many he tried? He bombed three. Didn't he? He <laughs> he bombed two in the first five minutes. <laughs> bombed two or three. Missed tackles, made errors, um, and wasn't getting involved either. Didn't come no. looking for the ball, which the week before when he's returned, he was looking for the ball and he looked a million bucks last week and then throw I, him I up this week. I think from the start they missed oh. a trick by not just putting Garrick back to fullback. Mm. He's been there. It works. They've done pretty well with him there. And they went with Weeks, who didn't take much from. Uh, and then Garrick didn't touch a ball for the rest of the game. So, because they spent the whole time. He didn't running either, did he? Well, they spent the whole time. I don't time know if he was having a sulk either, but. Because he could have gone and found it. Maybe he was. But, mm. um, yeah, he, like he added nothing. So there's another strike weapon. And um, mm. it's a bit of the, back to the story of last year where DC is trying to kick him out of trouble for the rest of the time. And, that, you know. Manning was just so game. disappointing, man. Like, <laughs> I don't get it. It's like, it's like what? You. You ask your mum for a new pair of shoes and she brings home the Dunlop volleys instead of the Nikes or the Have Adidas. Have you brought a new book of an- <laughs> analogies this week, Barney? <laughs> but you remember, like, you go to school yeah, and you're, yeah. you're like, oh, I want the, the black Nikes for school and mum would bring you home the, yeah. the plastic <laughs> links and they'd last two months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just how disappointed it was. Or that you'd ask for a certain cricket bat and you'd get a plastic one or get something. Regent. Christmas time. <laughs> anyway. But considering, yeah, like it's so weird. They mainly are just in one week and then two, they just play two horrible games. Is this just Seabold shining through? Possibly. He needs some help in the halves. Yeah. And um, Cooper Johns looked really good in the trials, but he's done very little since. Um, He just seems like a catch and pass and float around the back. to the club, he probably speaks as to where they're at. Schuster obviously hasn't been the answer. He's only played a game and a half. Yeah, and there's obviously further in. Look, News Limited's never been, I know they've got their favourites to bag, but they've never been particularly, uh, all of those blokes there are, um, were best mates with Bozo and that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, being, yeah. They're always just critical of everything Manly do, but when you get stories coming out at training. And another Fulton's um, left the club. The uh, recruitment. Gone to the Tigers yeah. um, without anyone else's knowledge, but anyway. <laughs> um, and, I, you know, you get stories coming out fighting at training and now Schuster's lazy and this, that and the other. It's... Um, it doesn't feel with confidence. Really. I think um, Manly really lost their head after being... They were well in front for 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. And they were down on the Titans' line time and time again. Yeah. And Titans saved two tries in that first 15 minutes or so. And I think Manly just got really discouraged. Like, how are we going to break this Titans' defence, which is something you haven't heard me say for three years yeah. in the competition <laughs> in, in, since our podcast's been going. But they were really, really strong in defence, especially in that first... 15 or 20 minutes, and then um, as soon as the Titans got an opportunity, they seemed to strike straight away, which obviously only gets your head down a little bit further if you're on the manly side of the footy. But um, yeah. AJ was good until he got injured, and then um, they didn't miss a beat with Campbell coming in. He, I thought um, he was he, tremendous. He, if he's not in a shop window, I don't know what his contract status is like, but if you're yeah. another team looking for someone, surely you're trying to get him. Could play in possibly a six and, you know, definitely fullback and maybe centre or wing if you need him to. Yeah. yeah. Dad won a um, Dally Emmett. Five, eight, seven. No, yeah, yeah, no, seven, seven at the Sharks, seven, yeah. yeah. He may have won a few, uh, won a title at six for Penrith, yep, didn't he? So. <laughs> so I'm sure, and he's got the skill to do that. I, yeah, they'll be, he's going to, and he's going to be, he's going to get probably another month at it, um, which is a shame because AJ was fantastic. Um did help that Manly's um, defence looked amateurish at times. Like, there was 
as you mentioned a few times, I went down Harper's side and there was barely a hand laid on someone as they just ran past people. Um, Fafita was just pushing blokes off for fun at different points. Like, yeah. they they come in and try to make a tackle and you just sort of stand there and laugh like the you know the big Goliath and push someone <laughs> away. Oh, and then keep running and then throwing um, offloads and all the rest of it. But he's in terrific form. Um, if he doesn't get picked for Origin, I'd be very very surprised. Um, yeah, simply uh, we mentioned the he's he's got three weeks off now for that horrible looking crusher yeah. and did that pretty much as soon as he came on. I think he gave away two penalties and then got sent to the sin bin yeah. in the first couple of minutes, which is not what you need off your um your bench forwards. But yeah, their outside backs just look confused. They look like they've never even trained together. Like I know they probably haven't spent a lot of time together on a training field or even you know, well, they've probably yeah. played a lot of opposition against each yeah, other at training. Moved Garrick, but yeah, they've moved Garrick in, they've um Tupaluchu hasn't played yet, so mm. Uh, One week back. Yeah, um, yeah they Harper, just looked so. like no continuity at all in that back line. And they really didn't offer a threat apart from DCG's kick down the field and then um, short ball to put someone over close to the line. Yeah. But it all came off the back of DCE and you think he'd be sick of trying to do it all himself by now. But That's why he gets the big bucks. Yeah, I yeah. guess so. Look, is a Titans a top eight threat or are they... Definitely yeah, make the to top go. eight. I don't know if they're going to do much if they do make the eight. Yeah, but, but making it like if they... Yeah, I think so. They never, um, they've averaged about 26. They look they like, about 26 yeah, they definitely look like they can, they're scoring four or five tries, which is probably enough to beat teams on when they're not on their game. So, yeah. And we've seen it this year. There's not a lot of teams that have put in back-to-back performances. Yeah. It's generally a good game followed by a poor one. So. Well, and they've got three of the best... When you've got three of the best forwards in a comp just doing demolition work, it's um, not a bad... <laughs> it doesn't hurt, does not it? Not a bad... Yeah, well, you didn't talk about it, but Tino's fantastic. And Mo, as you fantastic. said, 200 metres is brilliant. outstanding again. Three uh, weeks in a row, just absolutely trucking the ball through the middle. He's happy to take two heady-ups a set. You just yeah, yeah, yeah. And blokes just bounce into. off him as yeah. well, like a pinball machine. And he usually makes 40 tackles to go with it, like just a mountain of work. And I, I think he should be... He started slow, him. which um, we were a bit worried about, considering he was sort of disappointing at the back end of last yeah. year. But he's definitely getting back up into his top form. Oh, Tino's yeah. probably a, a rung below his best at the moment, but that's still good enough to c- compete with most yeah. most other forwards in the game. So yeah, but he doesn't. And he also doesn't have to rack up the single hand meters. Yeah, not moment. if Mo and maybe, <laughs> maybe Mo was just doing. injured because he, he was off yeah, the bench maybe. half the year. Maybe he had a rib injury, you know, something like the just mm-hmm. niggly sort of thing. But yeah, he's back to what he was doing twenty twenty one. I thought Tanner Boyd was quite good. Tanner Boyd um, has been good. Very controlling. Very good kicking game. Yeah. Um, doesn't get the highlight reels that you see out of some of the other halves going around, but I thought he was yeah. a, a big reason they did as well as they did as well. So. Well, combination him and Foran has been a difference this year mm. for the bits and pieces they kept throwing up last year. And um, and he's a 90% goal kicker, so it always helps as well. Absolutely. Um, you really couldn't mention many from DCE, Jake and Paseca from Manly, mm. probably the really only three worth mentioning. Um, yep. Kelly had another good game, uh, considering how poor he was last week. It's good. Um, you know, he's had more good games than bad ones this year, which is good. And he's for, always had that flair, but there's some clever touches now um, forming a combination with Cam Pereira. So. Yeah, and he's a finisher. Um, yep. You know, he's going to have his games where he does very little, and then he's going to have games where he scores two and three yep. tries. It's, you know, that's what you get from a, a finishing winger who generally just sticks to his wing. So, um, But it's but, always good to have a fast winger. Like, yeah, absolutely. Support and it's acceleration, and if you can, speed to If burn. you can beat him on the outside, you're not going to catch him. So. Mm. Yeah, uh, the, you mentioned the pack; they were brilliant. My Randall, I thought, was quite good in defence as well, which is another Two one you probably want to mention. Yeah. Two or three weeks in a row, he's had fifty tackles. So, um, yeah, Newcastle could have used him. The feet are head and shoulders above the rest of them. I yep. thought he was man of the match easily. Yep. Um, then I gave Tanner Boyd the two. Yeah. Then and Mo the one. Yeah, yeah, that'll do. 
I was going to say Mo, pretty much in that order. Uh, you know what I said? Uh, four and four and was, was pretty good too, but um, yeah, he was, he was better. He's still on one leg, the poor bastard. Yeah. He was hobbling around for most of this yeah. game again. Like, I know he's if he can play in a dinner suit good enough and, um, you know, play the guys under the short balls and stuff like that. Yeah. But, yeah, they, I, I don't know whether... Oh, It'd be scary, and we've seen a little bit. It'd be scary if Fafita was only doing his half-assed stuff outside him because yeah, there'd be, be holes all over the place. Yeah. yeah, cool. And the main event Saturday: the West Tigers twelve defeated Penrith eight. Oh, it just feels nice coming out of my mouth. Ah, <laughs> uh, Barney stats. Yes, we had one try to two, one out of one conversions played, one out of two, one out of one penalty attempts for Penrith, and one out of two for the Tigers. Thirty out of thirty-nine sets played, thirty-eight out of forty. Two 298-plus running metres and 122-plus post-contact metres for the Tigers. Two line breaks to three. 35 tackle busts played 43. Two offloads to five. Four force dropouts from the Tigers and two 40-20s. 403 tackles played 298. Two ruck infringements to one. Two inside the 10 to zero. Six penalties conceded to eight. 11 errors from Penrith and four from the Tigers. One sin bin from both sides. Hosking with 50 tackles, Bateman with 36, Edwards with 180 running metres, Clemmer with 209, Yo with 69 supercoach points, Brooks with 65, Clemmer with 63. I'm going to keep it brief. I've only got a couple of touching points <laughs> and then I'll let you have, <laughs> have your way. <laughs> Tigers with points before Penrith even touched the ball. Would have been nice to see. As was a, it, it was the biggest lead the Tigers had all year. Forty twenty and a repeat set, I think it was, and then yeah. they scored um, with a nice little grubber in behind. Um, the the four, two forty twenties were the turning points in this game. The Tigers scored off the back of two forty twenties, kicked by Luke Brooks in well, the wet. Here's the thing: Luke, Luke Brooks had his best game in two years, but yeah. um, he played as a halfback. He didn't try and overrun the ball. He didn't try to be a 5'8". He didn't try anything. No, absolutely. Smart. And I don't know whether it's because it was wet weather footy and they just said, let's keep it simple, or whether he just, like, had an epiphany. Or well, they're the really only other two touch. talking points that I had. Um, the main one, Penrith kept trying to play sideways. And mm. if you're running on that angle across the field, you're much hard, much easier to, to tackle and push backwards than some bloke who's running directly at you. And that's what the Tigers did for 75 minutes of this yeah. game. Just ploughed through the middle time and time again, ran direct, hard, straight through the middle of the field. And Penrith were too busy trying to push to the edges and they were getting belt hit and knocked backwards in the pissing down rain for the majority mm. of the game. It was absolutely pouring. And um, apart from probably To'o and Leota, I thought Penrith seemed very uninterested in the collision Yeah, for big parts of the game, the, which the, are probably my big two takeaways from the game. The best thing about the win is that, yeah, it, it wasn't a fluke. Like, mm. Tigers owned Penrith. Tigers... Ford's dominated. Their halves outkicked them. Luke Brooks outkicked Cleary. Mm -hmm. um, even Wakeham was pretty good. Didn't do much wrong. Mm. Uh, they own the ruck and the play. Well, if Appy's on the Penrith team, they win. Oh, yeah. Appy was mm. sensational in just um, speeding up when needed to speed up, slow down when needed to slow down, just marshalling his troops. Annoying um, the shit out of him, having little yeah, shots yeah, at him close to the line yeah. and drawing in two or three blokes. Yeah, and yeah. He, he, he was absolutely brilliant. Um, but across the park, I think the Tiger, you'd, Probably go across the ball, uh, the park. The Tigers counterpart played the better game. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I will just say, uh, if Dylan Edwards isn't on the team, I think Tigers win by more. So yeah, yeah. Edwards was he covered up their a couple. Best. Yeah. Um, he almost stopped the first try as well. Yeah, <laughs> and yo, um, but uh, uh, Clemmer was absolutely outstanding. As David, uh, um, he was brilliant. Yeah. David Clemmer's best game in Tigers colours. Uh, if not his best game, he had some good. He did some good stuff. He had a couple Newcastle, of good, one or two good games, real um, good games at the Newcastle. But you can just see he's, uh, he's 
come in to be the Ford leader, and he mm. was the Ford leader. He, absolutely, he was absolutely brute in this yeah. game, uh, and allowed Stefano to have two good stints. Uh, Twal was great. Was he was very good through the middle. He was. Mm. He's playing as good as I've seen him play this year. Uh, and he'll score a try. He has he to. He wanted score to a pass the ball year. a couple of times no, no, too. He's now floating. <laughs> uh, he's got a bit of foot. He came to the light. He, I don't know what his footwork is, but he tries it because yeah, he's he real upright and he does his little dance. <laughs> bit of a shuffle. Bless him, I love mm. him. Um, and Pole was great. Pole um, mm. has that nice bit of footwork and um, had one of his probably his best game of first grade was overshadowed by everyone else. Um, but across the board, everyone else. Was, Toa was good. Uh, no, Falloon was good. I thought Stafford Toa was really good, actually. Yeah. He's been um, a surprise packet since he's come. It's not a game for your outside backs to shine. Like no, no, the, no. The driving rain, the ball getting out slow, and but I thought he was very physical, and he yeah. did he did a good job out there on Crichton. Uh, no, Falloon was safe, mm-hmm. um, for, by, especially by No Falloon standards of late, but he had he looked committed, looked... Um, like the, you know, the stint in Reggie's has um, yeah. livened him up. Tupo didn't drop a ball and Buller was brilliant. Yeah, Buller was, was um, yeah. He actually probably didn't get a point. Lovely cutout pass. He, um, he, no had, for away. Uh, yeah. he had a match-winning Safe tackle Safe under on, all the um, bombs. Cleary. Yes. Uh, and chopped down, I think Crichton made a burst where he chopped him down close to the line as well. He got two o, I think, on a different occasion yeah. as well. Um, mm. It might be two I'm thinking of, actually. Yeah. Um, He's a fine buller. Um, yeah, absolutely. He's, he's a big boy too. Yeah, he's, he's going to be massive by the time um, he's yeah, finished growing. He's only twenty-one, but he's big. Yeah. He's fast, and we and he's def- he hasn't he's made one mistake in defence I can think of in two games. So they'll fill him out a little bit more around the shoulders, yeah. and he'll be and, and once he learns how to um, follow Appy up through the ruck, I think he'll uh, you know you'll get you'll get to see him in some clear air and see if he's, how much his pace. Shines through. I'd be there disappointed as well. if they don't leave him there for the rest of the season. To be I honest, think they, I, I'd be shocked if they didn't. Barring injury, um, so yeah, all good things. I'm just, like you take that out if they. I hope they stick to the template of just bashing down a front door mm. um, because it worked. I hope it doesn't go it back. Gives to, you a whole heap more options as well out wide yeah. later on. Like you do the work in the middle of the field. You see the best teams. That's where they win most of their games is by really tightening up that middle of the field, and then they get their opportunities out wide. So, yeah. and the Tigers have been. Dominant in probably half their games yeah, this year yeah. through the middle of the field. Yeah, it's been, just been been able to cash in on the back or of it. Intercepts or dumb shit. Mistakes where, and yeah. errors and penalties. Um, but they completed yeah. at 90 plus percent, which is outstanding. Mm-hmm. Um, and it gives you hope for through the rest of the year. I, you know, it is the Tigers, so you can't, you, they could turn around and get <laughs> to lose to the Dragons this week. But if they play like that, they're going to beat a lot of a, a good chunk of teams in this comp. Um, so hopefully they take that tempo. Hopefully Brooks keeps his confidence up. Um, because whether there was just that first kick worked and sparked him up, but, but yeah. you know, he kicked the forty twenty first touch and grub it under the post perfectly, and there was points. I was like, "What is going on?" And then back into the game where they were under pressure, I and mean, he puts in another very nice forty twenty, yeah. and then three tackles later they score again. Yeah. So, so uh, if he keeps producing that, happy days. Hmm. Um, it was a bit wobbly. It only just got over the forty twenty, but yeah, that's right. Take it <laughs> absolutely. Um, but you've got to say Penrith. Are Disappointing. I'm not sure whether it's. I'm not sure whether it's leadership. I'm not sure whether it's just they took for granted. Whether they're just all tired. I just thought they were always. Years. They were just expected to break them open in the centres. Yeah. Time and time again, and but they didn't really have anyone straightening up but often this enough. This is where they've been flattered because that's been their go all year. Mm. Um, their forwards haven't got anywhere, and they get Fish Harris back this week. Um, but the forwards haven't been getting anywhere. But they've been lucky enough that Crichton's been in good yep. form to be able to. But even um, then, they were still sort of floating sideways rather than somebody coming back on that angle yeah. 
which in the wet is deadly, and I don't understand why they didn't do it as often as I thought they should have. Yeah, Toto was really the only one that was doing it, and um, to me, it seemed like they were worried oh, about the yeah. the physical, especially because like Toto's great for getting the, through. The under. Tigers were pretty pretty physical in their defence for most of the yeah. game, and I think it rattled Penrith. So. I was um yeah, I was impressed by their defence. There was no <laughs> issues in their structure. You didn't feel nervous. Sometimes you watch the Tigers play and you just feel nervous every uh, time. Points coming in. Takes points coming up, in. But they, yeah. they didn't in that game. Uh, I was still waiting for them to fuck it up in the last three minutes. <laughs> but, um, last 20 minutes of the game, I think everybody that follows rugby league were expecting yeah, well, them to fuck it up. Like, but then, but and they almost did, but Buller managed to pull off a try-saving tackle. So, um, yeah, it's good signs for them. I can see Penrith dropping a few here um, because they, they can't – they almost can't afford to rest Cleary now. Mm. Uh, in Maybe at the back end of Origin. But but, and they yeah. might still, but if they drop another game and all of a sudden you get to Origin they drop two more, <laughs> they're now chasing the eight. Yeah, and they just don't seem to have as many points in them this year. The no. attack is a lot more confused than we've seen in previous years. Um, they don't have their sort of go-to battering rams on the edges that they did have and um, Appy scheming around the middle. So yeah. They need to find some because when you're going as well next year, in Crichton, there's um, in big year next year for the Penrith. Uh, big year this year. They, yeah, they're beatable, and the you know, the, yeah, absolutely. The aura's gone, so teams will come at them. And uh, very interesting game this week as well. Uh, what do we do? I, I probably have to look. Have to give. Brooks have to give Brooks three. three. After all, the boots we've laid into him. Um, Set up a it, try. It Two forty twenties to, yeah. to see him play like that. Got so. him where they needed to be. Um, Clemmer was a two yep. in mine. And then either Twal or Appy Coruscant for the one. I had Appy, um, and Twal or Buller were the honourable mentions. Mm, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and Give it to and Appy. any other game, Buller um, probably snags probably the gets point. Close. Yeah. Well, and Twal, but Twal was sensational as well. Um, yeah, happy days. Sunday, the two on the two games on Sunday were less inspiring. Were they? Fourteen uh, nil. The Roosters beat the Warriors, Barn, uh, in a game that could almost have, which did flatter the Roosters, I think. A little bit, yeah. Um, what the stats Probably say? a couple of lapses in defence more than the Roosters yeah. breaking open um, the Warriors' defence. Zero tries to two, two out of two conversions played, well, obviously none for the Warriors, and one out of one penalty attempts for the Roosters. 34 sets out of 46 played 32 out of 42. One line break to two, 25 tackle bus for the Warriors, 27 for the Roosters. Seven offloads from both teams. Four force dropouts by the Warriors, two by the Roosters. 40-20 by the Roosters, 356 tackles played, 392. One ruck infringement to two, one inside the 10 against Sydney. Four penalties conceded to six. 13 errors to 10. Egan with 45 tackles. Nat Butcher with 57. Fanua Blake with 194 running metres. Paulo with 179. Nat Butcher with 93 supercoach points, Fanua Blake with 85, and Egan Butcher with 69. Rain, really soggy pitch, really put the um, the shackles on the attacking side of the game for both teams. So the ball was yeah. moving very slowly across the field, even if there were gaps in front of guys. They were sort of running on on the hamster wheel before they could get their footing and, and get moving to go through um, any sort of holes. Uh, they didn't really... Didn't see anyone lighting up the field and breaking holes left, right and centre. Um, and the rain was really hard at the start and the end of the game, so it's really sort of made um, ball handling a bit difficult too at the front and back end of this game. Um, Warriors looked a step behind from about 
10 minutes into this match. First 10 minutes, they sort of, they matched it. And then I think the short turnaround got them. They looked, um, the, you know, heavy-legged, plus yeah. playing on a soft pitch really didn't help them. Um, their attack didn't really have much to do with anything. Their defence was strong for big parts of the game and they, they hung in and kept fighting until the end. But they, to me, from about 10 minutes in, they really looked um, lethargic and sort of half a step yeah. to a step behind uh, the Roosters. So, so. The, the concern is, like, if Ford catches one of those crash plays and mm. then um, and one of those grubbers bounces the right way, all of a sudden it's tall wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So is that a, is that a drag on the Roosters? I think Better so, than? yeah. Or they've, they've been disappointing this year, yeah. to be honest. Um, they've, they've had a couple of games where they've stood up. Manu was a really big difference in where they got to um, again, and that was just through straightening the attack because that's been a big part of their problem for the majority of the year. They just go way too sideways for too long. There's no one really telling them, you know, get into the middle first and then go sideways. Yeah. They missed um, Jared Ware Hargraves, obviously, through the middle of the pack, and um, the Warriors pack probably did. Um, finish in front, really, by the end of yeah, the game. I so. But um, you know, it's just the Roosters just seemed that little bit fresher out wide, and they managed to somehow score two tries that didn't really look like they were coming for the majority of the game, really. Yeah, as you said, just defensive lapses that led to both those tries. Uh, and that butcher one was probably a bit of a. It was a good individual effort and a nice short ball, but yeah, it's um. Do you just, it's yeah. a try that could have been scored from both teams at different times. You know what I mean? As yeah. you said before, Ford, yeah, Ford sh- probably should have. Should have scored. And um, there was a couple of, like, just bounce it if they just hold up an in goal. Um, their tries. Uh, I thought Tupanua, someone I wanted to wrap, I thought he looked dangerous yeah, actually looked coming really in. Yeah, he really good um, coming off the bench. And yeah. he looked back to some of his best stuff. We know, you know, you know what he brings to the table, brings a. Um, and that's what it was. It was those offload, couple of individual footwork. efforts. Uh, and he scored, he scored, didn't he? Tupanua yeah. and Nat Butcher. Yeah. Um, and Nat Butcher. So I thought, um, they, you know, he's someone that gives them a... And getting Crichton fit as well gives them a bit more point of attack. But they're all sort of... It's still very same. It's still based around the Butchers. It's still yeah. second... Um, the Warriors they, they have a team for... They have a... They have a it's going to sound weird. They have a Melbourne Storm pack without the Melbourne Storm spot. Like... Yeah. <laughs> I say this without playing Melbourne Storm style, like they mm. don't have anyone, which is ironic because they've got the Melbourne Storm hooker. Um, but they don't just have trying to hit whole crash, crash, and then a bit of movement. Yeah, well, you see the Storm, they're, they're two halves. While they do play sideways, they generally straighten up before they do anything else. Yeah. So it's either they get the ball really wide, really quick, or they'll come into the line and draw defenders. Whereas the likes of Cleary just keeps, seems to keep going sideways. Yeah, that's right. Tedesco on that sweet play ends up out in the wing, yeah. and then you know and what you take, comes from and that. You're taking so. your two pinos out of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, yeah, it's probably yeah three or four uh, roosters with some awesome individual efforts, which ended up being the difference between the two sides. Three man bench from the Warriors was weird for me in heavy conditions and a team that did look um, lethargic. Mm. Uh, and they offered two fists of fuck all, realistically, apart from Tom Ale, who was really good again. Um, mentioned him at the start of the year, and I think I mentioned him every second game recently for the Warriors. He was very good. Um, Karen and Ford were, were probably the best forwards for the team. Oh, minus Fanil Blake, he was fantastic again. Um, the back five just really couldn't ever get into the game. You know, they've got the big, fast types and in that kind of weather, and unless they've got a, a really good gap in front of them or yeah. they're right on the line and they can bump someone off, it's going to be hard for them to make a really big impact. Plus, the ball was getting out there slow, which doesn't help. I thought Sean Johnson was strong and so was Egan on yeah. his return. Um, Egan, 
has really just turned himself into that mongrel hooker that just doesn't go away. Just <laughs> makes heaps of tackles and, yeah. you know, he's always pestering you in and around the ruck. And I'm, I think there'd be a few big boys out there that'd like to get hold of him. He just seems to be that annoying little hooker. But um, he was fantastic. And Fanua Blake was probably their best. Um, the Roosters' backs were decent. Uh, apart from Hutchinson off the bench, he really had no involvement whatsoever. Um, I don't know if they really should. They probably really should be looking for someone else, in my opinion. But you mentioned Tupanua. He's fantastic. Uh, Radley's Teddy and Suwali were good. By, apart from, no, nah, they didn't really have a huge impact. Yeah, but they did a job. And, yeah, Manu and Nat Butcher were probably close to the best two players on the field. But you can throw Egan in there as well. He did a whole heap of work again. <laughs> I had but gone uh, <laughs> three and two to Butcher Butcher, and I didn't yeah. know which way really to go. But um, well, Nat scored the try, and I think he made about ten or fifteen more tackles than Egan. No, so give it. I think it's probably go with um, Nat, yeah, but first time both two brothers have made fifty tackles in a game. I think I heard. Yeah. Okay. On the uh, three to Nat. Uh, two to Egan. Two to Egan. Uh, Fanua Blake or Manu? Oh, Manu was the, yeah. Absolutely what I had as well. Fenor, Probably yeah, Fenor Blake. Yeah, Fenor Blake is yeah. a Ford game. Yeah. Uh, if he's on the field, yeah, it's a, a bigger result. And we wrap up 1816. Yeah, 18-16. Uh, yeah, what was left of the Bulldogs beat the Dragons in a, an average game of rugby <laughs> league. So what the It was say? a bludger. Three tries apiece, two out of three conversions from both teams. A missed two-point field goal attempt from the Dragons. And one out of one penalty attempt for the Bulldogs. 33 out of 40 sets played 29 out of 40. Three line breaks to seven. 46 tackle busts to 21. Like, when you're doubling the tackle busts, <laughs> doubling the missed tackles, and you still yeah. lose by two points, not a good sign. 17 offloads from both teams. One force dropout by the Bulldogs. No 40-20s. 311 tackles played 333. Two ruck infringements to one. No inside the 10s, six penalties conceded to seven, eight errors from the Dragons, 13 by the Bulldogs, and a sin bin to the Bulldogs. Jack DeBellin made 43 tackles, Mahoney with 48, Lomax with 182 running metres, Avarillo with 241, Burns with 106 supercoach points on one leg, Avarillo with 95, Lomax with 74. This was painful to watch at times, this game. Um, there was a, probably a 15-minute period where a dead set... The, to me, it seemed like every time the Dragons had a decent decent ball and decent field position, they just dropped the thing and gave yeah. it straight back to the yep. dogs. Um, they had 46 tackle busts, more sets and less errors, and they still couldn't get away from the I, dogs at like any I, point in this game. It was freaking to score a try in this game. And <laughs> Didn't like he was still, about? Well, <laughs> he just, I think his first three touches, he dropped it. The yeah. second one, he goes over probably untouched, he, and the ball goes straight through his hands in the yeah. touch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Look. Um, he ran around in circles a couple oh, of times. God. Like he was a world beater last week. <laughs> this week he just uh, and uh, they they seem to have every advantage to win this game and should have, but they just could not put it together. Yeah. Um, dogs just seem to have a stronger result. They just kept turning up yeah. even when they got behind. Or I don't know if they did get. Did they actually get behind in this game? But even when the scores were close, they just kept coming back and pushing. Just seemed to be pushing that bit harder for longer, running that bit harder than the dragons did. And yeah. there was a few of the Dragons that just didn't seem interested whatsoever. Uh, Sloan mainly. Um, I was, he was the one I wanted to, to mention because... Considering how good he's been he, the last he had, two weeks. He's had two good weeks. <laughs> yes. He's starting to get up and going, but like he looked like he had... Zero, like, like I said, he wasn't interested. Mm. Defensively, he was atrocious. He's, 
decision making was in the terrible. wrong position two or three um, times. He could have both the tries they scored. He should have covered. We should have at least been um, making a tackle. But and he his attempts there. at tackles, were, yeah, um, and some other line breaks on Lomax, he just fell off. He just and the Dragons' points seemed to come from the bounce of the ball or a bit of luck more than you know yeah. them creating points. Whereas the Dogs were actually creating their own points. Like there was some yeah. decent passes, some really good strong running from the likes of Avarillo and. Um, who else? There was another really nice... Oh, Wood, Woodell, which is a nice uh, little grubber. Woodell's magic He's now play playing halfback. Um, <laughs> that's why they've gotten, <laughs> we're, we're we're they've gotten rid of Flanagan and Woodell's and, um, now playing halfback. Well, wig, wig, double-checking the team who sheet. Was, was go, who is that? Who the fuck was that? Surely that wasn't Woodell. Very pretty. He's had a good year, actually, Corey Woodell. Gump's favourite whipping boy, but he's been good. Yeah, as I mentioned, it just seemed to be... The Dragons relying on hope and the bounce of the ball more than anything else. Um, I never knew Avarillo was that quick. No, I've never not. seen him move that fast. Even a fullback, <laughs> he was really. just absolutely shot out of a gun and looked like lightning at different points in this game. Especially when he burned Sloan twice, I think. Just got on his, one on the inside, one on the outside, and just ran away from the bloke. Um, probably helps that Sloan wasn't all that interested. But um, I thought the bench from both sides, sides were decent. Josh Kerr was fantastic for the Dragons. He came on and made a massive impact in the middle of the field. Oluapu was was very good. Uh, great yeah, debut, realistically. Is, um, um, he, had, he had the final touch on the ever, second ever yeah, idea. second ever really try. Um, yeah. Like uh, we were saying off air. I, Physical I enough, a, like he's big, big enough boy. body. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna, still growing to do. He, yeah. But um, I'm interested to see. I, I, I don't know. As I said, I'm interested to see where he ends up <laughs> long term. Not he's going to end up dummy half, but he did spend most of the game at dummy half when he was mm. on, which was interesting. Um, no, it'd be a six. And he might might move to the centres like if he gets a bit bigger uh, I think down the track. Th- yeah, I think he's a six. Yeah. In, in a comp where no one's got any halves, I think John <laughs> yeah, <laughs> might have one. Why wouldn't you move? Um, why would you move one out somewhere else? Yeah. There was no one really that was poor for the Dragons, but there was no one that was really good either. That ben was Hunt's still of, out of, out of yeah. sorts, except for Sloan. Sloan was poor, but Hunt's but he's still playing. Good footy by anyone's standard, but he's not at his best. It just, I don't know. I feel like Hunt and DeBellum were their best two players. DeBellum was great. <laughs> De, was great. Um, Jack Bird was disappointing, yeah. but he wasn't alone. Uh, yeah, I don't you know. Burton and Burns were pretty good. Um, and Perham, they were, obviously, they were all very good. Fatala Mariner and Reed, I thought, were fantastic. And Avrilo uh, was brilliant. I thought Avrilo changed the game. This, I think we need to wrap Bulldogs. When I said they, they, it was pure effort got home because they had mm. no middle forwards. Yeah. Um, during the, the last half of the game, they had no middle forwards. Dragons were just marching upfield. Preston was, was doing much, his best. The fact that um, it was Jr. pretty similar. Stint was okay. It was, they would yeah. have had as much domination as um, the Thursday night game. Yeah. There was a field not position quite, and couldn't, but, yeah. but and couldn't score. Yeah. Like that's no, got to be couldn't. a knock. And now the like, and that says something to say about the Bulldogs' defence too. They were they yeah. were really there. So they were the covering for each other. I think you have to give them a massive wrap, the dogs, because yeah. they didn't deserve to win this game. No, no. Um, well, obviously they did through their effort, but they shouldn't have. But they just hung in. They just they hung shouldn't in have and been in the game. And they scored three long range tries uh, or two. They should have been um, put away earlier, much earlier. Um, and it's hard to, yeah, it is hard. It's still fairness, a it's hard to be critical. A moan and hunt, but yeah, but it's hard. To be, I was gonna say it's hard to be critical of Burton, really, or Marnie when they've they're not going forward. Mm. Like, what are they supposed to do? They're still pretty good. They mm. both still did their job. Like um, Marnie ended up making close to fifty tackles, I think. And yeah, you know, he, he had a couple of moments where he sort of got the attack going on on the front foot, and 
Burton now is trying to play more of a controlling role, so you're probably not going to see as many highlights out of him until he's got someone there to offer something else to help him. So, Which might be next year's way to go. Mm. You know, get Kikau back and um, Crowley out there. maybe the guy. Yeah. But. Um, yeah, what were you going to say? Sorry, I cut you off there. No, no, that was about it. I thought Avrilo probably deserved man of the match. I yeah, thought okay. his two long-range tra- long tries were the difference, and um, without, without him out there... They don't get close. Um, I had Jack Tabellum for the two points. I thought in a beaten side, he was the best forward on the field. Um, and then I had either... Uh, you'd have Braden Burns. Burns or Burns. Mahoney with the one. No, Burns to play on one leg and yeah. produce that sort of effort. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. To make that cover tackle. All but I, think he got, tackle. I think he got man of the match, didn't he? And fucking Did the he have on him? I think he gave him a point. Uh, well, and he was still yeah. pretty good, yeah, hopping around on one leg, making some, uh, causing problems out there for the defence. So. Yeah. Um, look, it, it's what you expect from the end of the day. Bulldog's effort hasn't been questioned for five years, really. Mm. They've, they've always tried. But, um, yeah, good on them. Well done here. Uh, well, look at that whirlwind recap show tonight. Uh, what have we got? We've got to talk about a pot plant. So this is a, mm. those new to the show. This is the player... That, um, whose effort could um, probably be reproduced by a pot plant being placed on the field. Uh, who's your one this week? Mine was Jason Saab, considering what he did the week before. I think he only had about five runs in 80 minutes, made a whole heap of errors, bomb tries, and, yeah, he would have been better being replaced. with. We put Corey Waddell out there. He probably would have done a better job. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to pot plant the Cowboys, yeah, all of them. They um, <laughs> all of them. All of, all except of them. Tom Dearden. He could be the green keeper. Yeah. Um, turn of sprinkles on at the end of the game. Cal, uh, um, Townsend was very close to getting my top well, player. He's, he's had an awful season, Townsend. Yeah. He's, he's um, been average. Uh, but their effort, uh, they just offered very little and uh, they can all be pop planted. Slap, uh, I am going to uh, well, so, yeah, salute and slap. Our slap, my slap for this week is Tyrell Sloan. The mind uh, too. So double down with that. Double of, slaps. Uh, lack of effort, yep. lack of interest. Had a sook in the off-season, came back, got the role. He looked good, looked bad. Like, Considering he has been one of their defensive keys, for the uh, attacking keys in the last couple of games. Yeah. And then in, in, a, in a game like this, he should involved. have. What would Reese Walsh have done hmm. if all that possession? I know, I'm not. Anyone. It's, it's so Kennedy, Edwards, Gutherson. Like, get involved, do something. Buller. Yeah. Run the ball, get involved, do something. It was, it was um, he needs to wake up, and his defence wasn't any better. No. If not, probably worse. Who are you saluting this week? Campbell Graham. The hat trick again. I think that's three, uh, two hat tricks in three weeks. He just looks every part of an origin winger at the moment. Uh, whether he gets a spot or not is a different story. He should be the origin centre. But he is fast, strong, and he's just putting oppositions to the sword at the moment. So. Yeah. Yeah, they... They could do a lot worse to New South Wales and have White and Graham as their centres. It worked for Australia. Anyway. Latrell. Um, I know Latrell's any will be. And he should be there. <laughs> but if you had Graham. to put him somewhere else, um, mm. Latrell and Graham will be the centres. But you've still got White up his sleeve. Yeah. I'm no, Whiten's s- retired from rep foot. Oh, yeah. Dumb shit, mm. me. Sorry. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah. Slap myself. Anyway. I'm going to salute Luke Brooks. I have to, after all this time, Tigers win. He played outstanding. Um, controlled the game. Kicked well. Um, chose his moments, so kudos to him after what we've given him over the last uh, 18 months uh, to get a win on the board. Hopefully he can string a couple together and life will be good again for Tigers Absolutely. fans. 
Uh, yeah, that's Bean Footy and Frothies. Check out uh, our merch range. Get these sexy hats. Uh, Bean is heading into winter. Uh, plenty going on there. RugbyLeagueMerch.com. And uh, we are now on the road to Magic Round, which we'll be previewing uh, very soon. Take care, guys. Uh, all roads lead to Suncorp. Mm-hmm.